gentlemen, to another episode of I'm Derek, and he is the best. Eric, <laughs> the best. <laughs> another Nothing week, else Eric. Needs to be said. Another week, Eric, and another week your your Rams let you down. Another week and another week of the Rams wrapping the bed to the forty losers. I don't get it, man. Eight, eight straight, it is now. I don't get it on paper, except for the, the NFC Championship game where Jimmy Garoppolo can't win. Uh, <laughs> on paper, yes. Doesn't it seem like the Rams? should blow that team out of the water. On paper, the roster, yes. The problem is... Stafford thinks he's on the Lions again. No, the Niners adjust to help them beat the Rams, and the Rams refuse to adjust to beat the Niners. Yep. Watching that game, the Rams actually played their best first half of football they played all season. They were really good. 14 to 10 going into the half. And in the second half, they were like, hey, that was good, right? We're done. <laughs> well, that's a game. Yep. Right. And the Niners were like, nope. And score 21 unanswered freaking points or 17 or whatever the hell it was. I don't even know. It makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. I just reached my step goal for the hour on my Fitbit because I'm moving <laughs> my arms around. <laughs> All right. Well, today we got to no, talk no, about I ain't done. Rams are trash. Yeah, well, we'll get to them. No, we're going to get to them now. No, I'm just kidding. No, we'll talk about the week eight review, talking about Eric's trash ribs and all trash. the other teams. Uh, NFL news, man, uh, trades, just trades galore on Tuesday. Just absolutely Finally, crazy. the NFL is interesting on the trade deadlines. I mean, just finally, literally every 20 minutes, it seems like something was happening. Yeah, no, just uh, damn time. Eric's power rankings. And then uh, stats of the week and then fun story time. And there's a couple fun stories. One, which uh, fake school and just it's bad. Bishop Sycamore High School makes a return, ladies and gentlemen. And it's hilarious. Colorado teams update. Man, a lot going on. CU, CSU, Air Force, the Avs, the Nuggets. And we'll talk a little bit about the Broncos, but they're on a bye week this week. And then, of course... The favorite. Nee, 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 nee. Week nine picks. Derek still sucks at picks. Yeah, so Eric currently is ahead of me by... Back uh, up by four, baby. Back up by four. Yeah. So <laughs> nine and eight seems to be the trend the last several weeks. So <laughs> uh, Nine and eight is the trend for me in general. I mean, like, yes. uh, so like, here for me, it's 10, eight, eight. Eight, eight, nine, nine. Derek is six, nine, seven, eight, eleven, nine, eight, eight. I mean, I'm at least consistent. Yeah, consistently bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's all, oh. folks. I am on a walk off right there. All right, let's get started with the first game of week eight recap. Uh, from London. From London. These are the kind of things that are causing them trouble. First and goal. Surely keep it on the ground. Latavius Murray into the end zone. Touchdown. And the Broncos back up on top. Christian Kirk. First down and 10. Lawrence throwing and intercepted. Kaywon Williams. The pick. 
with a minute 36. The Broncos, oh my God, they actually won a game. They, they did. Beat, they they actually had a good second half of football. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 21 to 17. Watching this game, I honestly thought, I'm like, okay, first half, they looked like crap. And I'm like, nope, this is, this is the Denver team I know. And then the second half, for some reason, they came out and they're like, hey, let's look like a actual team. And they did. And yeah, the defense bailed them out at the end and helped them with Trevor Lawrence. Man, did he have some really bad passes in this game. Yeah, and he kind of, he lost them the game. I mean, you have the ball back down by four. First play is a pick. That's to, bad. To, to a guy with a cast all up his arm. Cast on his arm. Yeah, he caught it. So, uh, just like I, 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 I still maintain, especially with the trade Jacksonville made, which we'll get to. Yes. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars in two years will win that division. They'll be it's, competitive next year. It's looking like I it. They're they talented. The they have talent on the office, like we just said before we went on the air. Travis Etienne is a real deal at running. Yeah, twenty-four back. carries, a buck fifty-six, and a touchdown. He yeah, also he's, caught the ball three times for six yards. But he's um, he's going to be a dual threat weapon. He's the, and then on the Broncos side, I told you, Derek, if, Greg Dulcich, if Russell Wilson was in the, that game for the Jets game, they would have won because he's good at coming back. No. That's exactly what happened in this game. No. They would have won that game against the Jets. I am no. 100% certain if Russell Wilson's in that game. Because this was the exact same thing that was happening. It's just Jacksonville scored more points than the Jets. Well, maybe not even, really. Sure. And uh, You'll go with that. Let's go with that. Then. The Broncos' defense kept them in the game, which is what you and I say good defenses do, yes. is keep teams in football games. Yep. And then the offense has to make up for that. That's exactly what happened in this game. Broncos still have a lot of work to do. A lot of work. A lot of work to do. Yes. And their schedule is about to get rough. Yes. All right. I I think they can be competitive. As long as Russell Wilson maintains what he did in Jacksonville in the second half, I think the Broncos will be a competitive football team. Hopefully. Well, as we said, as they said though, they got to win, and now they're on a bye week, and they can just hopefully get healthy and rest up for their upcoming schedule. As we said, it's going to be great. Yeah, and on to the next game: the Falcons and the Panthers. And man, what a crazy game this was! DJ Moore cost his team an extra point by taking his helmet off on the field. Walker on first down, moving to his left, and now Walker fires downfield, looking for DJ Moore in oh, the end zone. Wow! 62 yards! Carolina has tied the game! There is a flag thrown during the celebration. Carolina back. 48-yard extra point attempt by Pinheiro is no good! All right, here we go. Pinheiro from 33 for the win. It is no good! Wide to the left! From the right hash, two minutes remaining in overtime. From 41 yards out, Kuz kick. It's good. I'll tell you what, though. Game of the week. This game was a blast to watch. Falcons won 37 to 34 in overtime. But what a game it was. I mean, P.J. Walker throwing up that, that 
just absolute hail mary dude DJ it was Moore. a beautiful ball from pj walker yeah, down and, the I'm field. and i'm telling you Moore doesn't throw his helmet off panthers kick an extra point and they win the game so but no definitely i agree with you game of the week i watched it and it was it was a really exciting really it was game so much fun oh, and yeah. dj you're right uh, dj Moore is the is a reason why they lost that game yes. their kicker though man you miss a 24 yarder to win the or to take the lead in overtime yep come on man that that's bad kick kick the ball yep and uh suck. next game no surprise here cowboys uh hosted the bears and beat them 49 to 29 not really surprised by this not really surprised but this game was close until justin fields didn't touch down Micah Parsons on a fumble. Yeah. yeah. And ever since that moment, the Bears, they, it was over after that. Uh-huh. The Bears are putting up fights, man. They're, they're, their offense is finally looking decent. Justin Fields looks like he may actually be a pretty good quarterback if he gets yeah. talent around him. I mean, oh. eight carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. He also threw the ball 23 times, 151 yards, and two touchdowns. That's what you want from Justin Fields. He doesn't need to throw for 300 yards. And on to the next one. Oh, boy. Lions hosted the Dolphins, and they lost 31-27. Lions just, Eric, what's going on with them? Dan Campbell might be lucky if he makes it to the end of the year, I think. The Lions finally bounce back offensively, but it's the same old, same old. Their defense is just Freaking defense is terrible. It's just so, it is just, I mean, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill just carved them up. Yeah, carved them up, and that was one of the big reasons why they beat him. So, Tua Tungavailoa, he threw the ball 36 times, completed it 29 times. Huh. Out of those 29 passes that were completed, 12 went to Hill, 8 went to Waddle. Huh. You don't think he'd cover them? They both had 100 yards! You would think. Derek, your lines suck. <laughs> the oh, Rams man, might suck, but the Lions suck if the lions actually had a defense to help them they would actually they could be maybe a decent team but i mean they fired the defensive backs coach at the end of the game and i don't blame them he's their their dbs are atrocious their defense you know clearly what they're getting that come the draft in this offseason defense 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 you better do it because you need a lot of help absolutely all right, up next, the Vikings hosted the Cardinals, and they beat them 34-26. to Cousins looks to the middle of the field, and he's already run for a first down. Can he run for another one? Can he run for a touchdown? Diving to the end zone, that's a Viking touchdown! Kirk Cousins! Good game, I thought. Yeah, the Cardinals' offense is not good, man. No. Uh, I- Kyler Murray threw the ball 44 times. That he, we've to, we've given you the stat that if Kyler Murray runs the ball more than 10 times, they tend to win. Six carries, and he was their leading rusher. Six That's carries bad. for 36 yards. Yeah, that was he also bad. threw two interceptions. Um, but dude, Kirk Cousins, did you see him doing his best Kyler Murray impression? Wow, wow that was a great play. Right. Um, Zadarius Smith, what a pickup he's been for the Vikings. Leads the league in sacks at eight and a half. Got sacks Kyler Murray three times in this game. Three times. Pretty good. Uh, The Vikings are 
They're impressing me, man. They're they're good right now. They're they're um, really good. I we'll see how it holds up. I don't know if they have any more primetime games to lose. Um, let's see here. The C and they play the Bills next week, but Should it's an eleven one. o'clock game. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, they do play the Patriots on Thursday night, so they'll lose that one. Uh, but that's the only other primetime game they have. Cousins can't play in primetime. No. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do in the postseason, but... Yeah. With Dalvin Cook, too, man. 111 yards. Pretty good. Just, Justin Jefferson just continues to just... Impress. Kill everybody he plays against. Yeah, pretty much. And the next game, talk about crappy offenses. The Saints <laughs> host the Raiders and beat them 24 to nothing. Derek Carr got over 100 yards passing, Eric, in the fourth quarter. So, and Devontae Adams had one catch for three yards. Yeah, Jared Stidham made an appearance, and he threw the ball 13 times, had eight completions for 72 yards. Derek Carr, 15 of 26 for 100 yards. Mm. That's not good. No. The Raiders just, uh, the way I see it is, they gave Derek Carr the best receiver in the league, and it just doesn't look like that's even enough to help him. Because he's just he just does not look good this year so far. He has been looking bad. Yeah, no, he sucks. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. I, I think I think you're. This team was a playoff team last year. Do you think They're it's not jo- a bad team? You think it's McDaniel's coaching? No, I think it's more Derek Carr. It does I make really me, do. He's it, just not having a good year. It does make me smile though that McDaniel's is the coach of this team and they are this bad. So that does make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's them not running the ball again. Josh Jacobs, Josh he's Jacobs, been tearing it up. Ten carries. Yeah. Ten. And on those ten carries, he averaged 4.3 yards a carry. That's pretty good. Run the ball. Yeah. Next game, we have the Patriots that were at the Jets. And, uh, man, as you, call, you called it, Eric, they would give Zach Wilson trouble, and they did. Patriots beat the Jets 22-17. to Bill Belichick against young QBs is good. Destroys them. I mean, Zach Wilson had 355 yards passing, but three interceptions. Yes. Zach Wilson just, he just, man, did he look lost in in that game and just, he was running for his life. You called it and you were right. It's Bill Belichick against young quarterbacks. And guess what? He's facing another young one today who doesn't have or tomorrow, who doesn't have Jonathan Taylor. Yep. So, good Patriots luck. are, they pick their spots to win, and when they do, eef. Now, next game, uh, no surprise here, the Eagles blow out the Steelers 35-13. to You know the Steelers have never won in Philadelphia? Ever. Yeah, I know. That's not good. No. <laughs> And it doesn't look like any, the Steelers may be winning anytime soon, let alone no, God, in, no. in Pennsylvania. They're looking – they're this is going to be a long season for them. But, I hey, mean, at they're least only, they're, they're playing picket, though. At least they're playing picket, and the, get, the kid's getting out there, and he's learning. Yeah, their only uh, passing touchdown was from Claypool a yard out. <laughs> and he's not even there. Well, he's not even on the team anymore. Uh, yeah. Steelers are terrible. Eagles keep rolling. Eagles are the real deal, man. They're good. They are damn I do have good. some concerns with them, but they're damn good. Yes. Then let's move on to the Sunday afternoon games. 
no surprise here. The Texans beat, or the Titans, excuse me, beat the Texans 17 to 10. Um, did you know Malik Willis was going to start this game before he made the picks? Uh, no, I was under the impression it was Ryan Tannehill. And yeah, as soon as and- I saw that, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, I did too. But uh, King Derrick Henry, this is insane to me. Took over the game. Malik Willis, 6 of 10, 55 yards of the interception. Derrick Henry, 32 carries, 219 yards, two touchdowns. There's your offense right there. And also, Hiller, the Hilliard, the backup, eight carries for 83 yards. This you is a college see, game. You could saw you could see what the Titans game plan was in that game. And the Texans, hey, it's amazing. The Titans had a game plan. It was working. They stuck to it. And look, it, it was an ugly win against a bad team. But guess what, Eric? They won. And that's all they probably really cared about. Robert Woods was your leading receiver at two catches for 26 yards. Yeah. He also and had the, a fumble, by the way. And the Texans, Eric, they're just <laughs> they're trash. They're just trash. They're yeah. So- they're a they're a young team who's tanking for a new quarterback. That's what they are. Let's let's just face it. Clearly. Next afternoon game, we had the Commanders at the Colts, and oh my, Commanders squeak out a win, seventeen to sixteen. Clock ticking down to forty seconds. Heineke looking. Heineke. They keep the play alive again. He flips it downfield, and McLaurin, the hometown kid, hauls it in at the one-yard line. What a grab. He ripped it away from Stephon Gilmore. Robinson in the backfield. They call him a bulldozer. Will they give him the football? No, it'll be Heineke. Heineke, no signal. Yes, they say he's in. It'll be reviewed, but for the moment, touchdown Washington. What do we say about good defenses? I said it at the beginning. They keep you in games. It's up to the offense to win you a game, and that's exactly what happened here. Mm -hmm. The Colts Colts had them down and out in the fourth quarter. They put up 10 points in the fourth quarter. It's just Washington put up 10 points as well. And they just had a 7-6 lead going into the fourth, and 10 points is all they needed. Yep. Heineke, 279 and a touchdown and a pick. Um, they got to get their run game going though, a little bit. Yes. 28 carries for 96 yards is not good. And how about this? The Giants on to the next game. The Giants finally lose again. See, <laughs> Seahawks beat them 27-13. I'm confused. Because Seattle team, yeah. And we picked the Giants, but I wouldn't have been surprised if the Seahawks won. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks aren't a good team. But they're, they're playing above. Division. They're playing above expectations. That's the thing. They've only played one divisional game, and it was against the Cardinals. Yeah. So once they, oh no, they did play the Niners, and they got Ralphus done. Yes. Let's rewind that. We'll, we'll edit that out. The, Car- the the Seahawks have played two divisional games. Yes. <laughs> um, they've lost the 49ers, and then they beat the Cardinals. But they beat the Chargers. And I, I when I look at the Seahawks, I don't see them winning more than eight games still. Yeah, I, I really don't get how Geno Smith is looking like this and this offense is actually looking 
Kenneth Here's Walker is a damn good running back, though. He's a great running back. But Tyler Lockett dropped two oh, easy man. touchdowns. Yes, he did. And they rebounded with another one. But yeah, I think this game more has to do with the Giants played very poorly. Yes. And the Seahawks defense took over. Yeah. So Giants finally lose. Seahawks are five and three somehow, some way. And they're <laughs> they're game up in the division. I don't get it. This this year this year's dumb. It's really confusing. Speaking of dumb. Speaking of dumb, man, here we go, Eric. Uh, Rams hosted the 49ers, and the 49ers, hate to say it, Eric, demolished them. Final score, 31-14. to 14. Christian McCaffrey had three touchdowns on I was going to say, the Niners didn't beat the Rams. Christian McCaffrey beat the Rams. He had a passing. Receiving. A receiving and a rushing, and a rushing touchdown. So First time since 1972 a running back has done that. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he kind of showed the NFL in this game that, like, hey, I'm, I'm still pretty damn good. And you have to admit, Eric, the guy is pretty damn good running back. Oh, he's a great running back. I just can't like him anymore. Yeah, I mean, he plays for your your most favorite team now. But as you said, just the way the 49ers just seem to game plan around the Rams, they they, they got it down, and the Rams just, I don't know. I, don't know I what mean, doing. It's, it's it's just in the second half, the Niners' defensive line just took over and held the line of scrimmage. I mean, Stafford had no time. He only got sacked three times. He got hit a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just the Niners just took over in the second half. That's, that's really what happened. They adjusted and the Rams didn't. Yeah. And no surprise here, the Sunday night game, Buffalo beat the Packers 27-17 to in Packers offense is just suck. They, they, they suck. There's no other way to put it. They suck. Well, they are so bad. They finally decided to run the ball with Aaron Jones 20 times. He had 20 carries for 143 yards. Yeah. Had a receiving touchdown. But by that point, they were down by so many points. It didn't matter. No. Because they have no passing offense. Rodgers, 19 of 30. That's terrible. He's he, he's looking. He's kind of looking his age this year. I don't know about you, man. Does he? Just I don't know if good. he's looking his age because he's making some good throws. It's just they have no offensive weapons besides Aaron Jones. I think it could be receiving core, maybe. The the best player on that team is Aaron Jones. Oh, it is without a doubt. And like we said, when they signed Sammy Watkins, I was like, yeah, he's not going to play that much. And he hasn't been in – he's been in, what, two games this year so far? Two or three, yeah. <laughs> and he's and Christian done Watson left with a concussion too, by the way. That's so – hopefully he's all right. But Samari Toure? Who? Who? He had his first touchdown catch, which was his only catch of the game, by the way. Yeah. But <laughs> The Bills are good, though. Oh, the Bills are good. Those are damn um, good. They made some mistakes, but it didn't matter. No. Like, Josh Allen made two really bad interception mistakes mm-hmm. for some reason. But, oh, yeah, Bills keep rolling, and the Packers keep falling. And it Talk- doesn't look much better for the Packers, by the way. Yeah. Talk about a surprise here. The Monday night game, the Browns beat the crap out of the Bengals, 32-13. to What the heck happened? Uh, the Browns' defensive line took over 
Joe Burrow was sacked five times. They only averaged 4.8 yards in the air. Mm. Meanwhile, the Browns averaged 10.7 yards per completion. And Jacoby Brissett, I don't like he had a good game. 17 to 22, 278 and a touchdown. I just think it's the Bengals are inconsistent. I think so too. They're four and four on the year. They what they were 0-2 and, and then one, two, or three or whatever. Yeah. I I just think the Browns they're I'm sorry, the Bengals are just inconsistent this year. And the Browns are just Oh yeah, they're 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 bad. Yeah. Um, but they're they're just waiting the storm until he who must not be named comes back. Oh. Yeah. And on to our last game, Thursday night game. No surprise here, the Eagles beat the Texans 29-17, to which brought the Eagles to 8-0. Yeah, this one was um, it was, it was tied close. 14-14 at half, and then the Eagles woke up and decided to win the ballgame. It was close. Um, so, yeah, Eagles still undefeated, only undefeated team. Crazy. In the league. And their, right. their schedule, by the way. Eagles. I want to know what well, I want the Eagles schedule. I want to know what loser put that pancake of a schedule together for a second place team. Seriously, it's just bad. Like they have an easy out, outlook. All right, moving on. Let's talk some NFL talk. And like as we said earlier, Tuesday was the trade deadline, and it was trades, nothing but trades, 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 trades freaking galore happened. All right, let me run down them real quick. So we start off with a couple of small ones. Uh, the Buffalo Bills traded for Atlanta Falcons safety Dean Marlowe for a seventh round pick. That's smart. Oh, yeah, they need safety help. The safety help, yeah. Warriors in and out of the lineup and hides out for the year. Yeah. Um, Falcons, in turn, turned that seventh round pick for Rashad Fenton from the Chiefs, who I think is terrible. Um, <laughs> and there's a reason the Chiefs gave a seventh round pick. Uh-huh. For him. Yeah. Um, Bills also made another trade for running back Nakeem Hines. Yeah, that's Colts. that's a, I think that's a dangerous trade. That's a dangerous a trade to get a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield on third down. Uh, the Colts get Zach Moss in return for a fifth conditional fifth round pick that can turn into a third round pick. Um, that, that was a good trade. Broncos, after trading array Bradley Chubb, which we'll get to in a minute, trade for defensive end Jacob Martin from the Jets, who not many people know about. Very sneaky trade for the Broncos just to get some depth in there yes. while uh, Barrett Browning and Randy Gregory are out of the lineup. So uh, Dolphins trade for running back Jeff Wilson Jr. Since the Niners don't need him anymore, since Christian McCaffrey, well, he'll, he'll get hurt eventually. But uh, <laughs> So Jeff Wilson Jr. to the Dolphins. Not, uh, Niners get a fifth-round pick because they have no picks anymore. Yeah. Um, this one is the one I was talking about, the Jaguars. They trade for wide yeah. receiver Calvin Ridley, who cannot play this year but will be playing next year for a conditional fifth and a conditional second next year. I love that trade for Jacksonville. If he it gets if, them a true number one. If, if he pans out, man, you have him and uh, Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones. You got a pretty good, decent receiving core there in Jacksonville. Yeah, not to mention you've got uh, Travis Etienne running the ball too, catching yeah. the ball too. Yeah. Um, here's the big one that Bradley Chubb traded to Miami for 
a first round pick, a fourth round pick next year, and running back Chase Edmonds. And the, the Dolphins also receive a fifth round pick in 2025. I, I didn't you... know that. Yeah. And then Chubb also signed a what five year, hundred ten million dollar extension, hundred nineteen million, and sixty two of it's guaranteed. Guaranteed, yes. Um, I like this trade for the Broncos. I do too. They got a first round pick, so they get to make up for a draft pick they lost in the Russell Wilson trade. Now you got a first rounder. Now Broncos fans, that pick is actually the Niners. Niners pick. pick. You best hope. The Niners start losing football games. If I hear one Bronco fan cheer for the Niners, I will choke you out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think good, 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 good value of getting Chubb. I mean, the guy was injured a lot, inconsistent here in Denver. You, you traded him. You got a first round pick from him. And not to mention, you got another running back in return. So maybe. In my opinion, my, my humble opinion, Bradley Chubb was a bust for the Broncos. I th- yeah, he w- I think he was too. Uh, he's a damn good player, and that's evident of the first-round draft pick coming your way. But he just he couldn't stay healthy. He never stayed healthy, so now yeah. he won't stay healthy for the Dolphins, and you yeah. can go get somebody else. Exactly. Help offensive line, maybe get another outside linebacker, maybe get a middle linebacker. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, so <laughs> who knows? Uh, next trade, the Steelers. This is a sneaky, underrated trade. I don't know why Washington let him go, though. Uh, Steelers get William Jackson the third, very good corner. That for a conditional sixth round pick, yeah, in 2025, and the Steelers also get a conditional seventh round pick in 2025. And for those of you who don't know, conditional picks mean that right now it's a sixth, and unless they like, let's say William Jackson plays, usually what it is if he plays like eight games or like a certain percentage of snaps, it turns into like an earlier pick. Kind of yes. Um, I guess William Jackson wanted out of Washington, and so he goes to the Steelers who need him. I mean, they're, they're, they're not a good team, but, man, if uh guy's a good corner, and I think he, he could help out that defense once everybody gets back and healthy. Absolutely. Uh, Chicago Bears trade for wide receiver Chase Claypool from the Steelers, and in return the Steelers get a second-round draft pick also, the Packers were in on this deal, offered the exact same thing. It's just the Bears' second-round pick is probably going to be earlier than the Packers. So that's why they went with that deal. Packers tried, and they, uh, they're like, ah, nope, I want that one instead. What do, you, what do you think of the trade? The Claypool one? Yeah. I mean, I think it could pan out. I think Fields now has a, you know, a number one – Target to, to throw to now instead of Darnell Moody. That's basically all he had to get throw Pretty to. Pretty much. Now well, he's Equinemius got a number one. St. Brown. Yeah, but now he's got a number one wideout to throw the ball to. That may, and I think it should help him out now. Yeah, I don't know if Claypool's a number one. No. But this is what they needed on offense. And they they're receiver. making moves, unlike yes. the Packers. Yeah. Another NFC North trade. This one I thought was on a fake account and blew my mind. The Vikings trade a second-round pick this year, a third-round pick next year, in exchange for TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, a fourth-round pick this year, and a conditional fourth next year from the Detroit Lions. I can't believe the Lions let him go. You trade him in division so you can get lit up twice by him in one year. 
That's basically what's going to well, happen. Well, it'll only be once because they've already played the Vikings. But, yeah, but this next time you play them, Hawkinson is probably just going to massacre them because, one, Detroit's defense is a joke. And, two, yeah. he's going to want to be like, hey, this is what you get for trading me. But, yeah, you traded him in division. When I saw it, I was like, that can't be real. And I was like, I, that's what, I thought. What, I was what, like are, what are you doing? I was like, in division? Now, this have, does – go ahead, sorry. But now the you look at Cousins. He's got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson. And then when Irv are loaded, and then when Irv Smith gets healthy and comes back, because the reason they made this trade is because he's out for eight weeks. Well, I was going to say, I from what I hear, it's eight to ten plus weeks for Irv Smith, so he's not coming back. Yeah, but I I love this trade for the Vikings. This is oh, it's a great trade. It definitely is taking pressure off of Justin Jefferson now, because now you have somebody else you gotta you know you gotta cover, and it's better from a fantasy team because I got Hawkinson. Well, there you go. And the Lions, <laughs> I mean, you have no depth behind him. So I now mean, who's going to be your tight end? I, and he was what he was their leading receiver behind. Or no, he was their leading receiver, wasn't he? He was. So next trade, another NFC North trade. The uh, the the Bears trade Roquan Smith Ooh. to the Ravens for a second <laughs> round, second and fifth round pick this year. I like this trade for both teams because Roquan Smith wasn't both coming fun. back. Bofa, that's right, Bofa. Um, Roquan Smith wasn't coming back to the Bears, and no. the Ravens can match him with Patrick Queen. Ooh. Yes, yeah, nasty. You have him, and I mean, but at the end of the year, Roquan Smith and Millard Jackson, I'd have them each go into the GM's office together and be like, "Hey, give us new contracts," because they each are going to want new deals after this year. Now, here's the thing: we talked about it on the show a little while ago. I think linebackers are going the way of running backs where you're just going to cycle new ones in and out every year because it doesn't seem to matter a whole lot. Work on Smith's a good linebacker, though. Yeah, Uh, and the Bears did get A.J. Klein in that deal. I don't know who the hell that is. But for Um, the Ravens, though, for him to go to a defense like that. That was all done during – that was all for the trade deadline. Real quick, Chiefs also got Kadarius Toney. The big one. Eagles got Robert Quinn. Yeah. And that that's that's pretty much it. But yes. Um, so I want to talk about this real quick, Derek. Yes. Players and teams you were surprised that didn't get moved or make a move. Uh Packers for one. Like, what what are you doing? Like, you you need a receiver. Clearly, Rogers needs a receiver. And you didn't. I mean, yeah, you tried with Claypool, but uh, why didn't you try for someone else? Like, what what are you doing, Green Bay? Uh, I'm wondering why they didn't go get Kadarius Tony. Seriously. All it took was a third round, third and fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. That would have been great for the Packers. But yeah, Green Bay. You know why know the Packers didn't do it? They don't like people with character issues. Meanwhile, no. their middle linebacker rookie, Quay Walker, got kicked out of a game for shoving a coach because he's an idiot. Yes. So I think the Packers are dumb. I think them, uh, your Rams not making a trade either. I figured maybe no. they they would maybe try and get something. I I did read that they tried to get Brian Burns from the Panthers, and they yeah. were going to offer them two first round picks for him. You know how McVay likes to just give those out. It's uh, Derek. It's not McVay. <laughs> it's Les Snead, the GM, and the well, front office. Like, yeah, he likes to just throw first round picks away. So yeah, they tried. Which, for Brian Burns, hell yeah, he's good. 
but the Panthers said no for some reason. I would have taken that deal in a heartbeat. Seriously, that's two um, number one. I'm kind of surprised two players. Kareem Hunt didn't leave. Yes. Brandon right. Cooks. And apparently all they were asking for Hunt was a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Um, and then Brandon Cooks. Yes. But from what I was reading, the Texans weren't going to retain any salary and wanted a first-round pick for him. Wow. There's no way you're going to move. And then Brandon Cooks sat out Thursday night game and is probably sitting out the rest of the season. He wanted to move. He wanted to be moved. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, buddy. Yeah, I was wanting to play up and pick up somebody else. We don't need to talk about that, though, jerk. Um, I don't blame him. The most puzzling trade to me, as we said, the TJ Hawkinson has to be. Yeah, for the Lions, that, this is dumb. that was just a dumb. dumb trade. I mean, if you trade him to someone else in the NFC, I get it, or even the AFC, I would understand. But you do it to this uh, somebody in your division. Like and you get to play and you play them again this year. He's he, he's gonna light you up and oh, you're gonna yeah. look you're gonna look back and be like what what were you thinking? Like yeah. what were you thinking by doing that? Like oh hey he's leading our team and receiving. Oh let's just get rid of him. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Somebody who's good you get rid of him. Yeah, I don't know. It was dumb. Yes. And then as we said, the Broncos, great value they got for Chuck. no, yeah, great value, and I like the trade for Zach or for Jacob Martin too. Jacob Martin to go with Browning and Gregory and uh, was it Nick Benito and Jonathan? Nick Benito is going to be a stud, by the way. He's got some developing to do, but he's going to be great. Yes. All right. Now let's move it on to Eric's power rankings. Power rankings. All right. So I, I'm only going to do top teams this time because there's too many crap teams to talk about. There really is too many. Like, Everyone besides the Cowboys that won the NFC divisions last year, they're all terrible. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions. <coughs> real, real quick, who do you think is the worst team in the league right now, the Lions or Texans? Texans. Okay. At least the Lions are competitive. Yay! <laughs> all right, so honorable mentions. 49ers! Um, I can't put the 49ers in the top 10 because they lose too many games they should win. They do. But they beat the Rams twice. That's two out of their four wins. Congrats. Um, another honorable mention, Atlanta Falcons. We thought they were going to be bad. And they're four and four and leading the division right now. Yeah, how about that? Four and four leading the division. All right, number 10, I've got the Seattle Seahawks. They're playing above expectations. And they're the only, they're the only team in the NFC West with a winning record. <laughs> they're five and three. Next, um, I've got the Miami Dolphins. They a couple of bounce back wins. Tua look comes back, and the the offense is exploding again. So, yep, is Tua worth it? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Number eight, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, they lose crappy games, but they're five and three, and they're finding ways to win. They're good. Number seven, dropping a bunch, is the New York Football Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to start coming back down to earth. And that so. game against the Seahawks was a prime example. When they can't run the ball, they don't win. Danny Pennies making Danny an appearance. Danny Pennies came, but he, he came back. Making an appearance. Um, they're still in the top 10 because they're 6-2. and two. Yes. Number six, I got the Tennessee Titans. Do you know they've won five in a row? Yeah, how about that? We're 0-2, and, and now they're 5-2. and two. They're pretty good. Yeah. 
You hand the ball off to Derrick Henry 32 times. You should win a game. Something should happen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Defense, they, they, they got exposed a little bit, but they made plays, and the offense woke up, and Dak Prescott is back. So they're on a bye this week, but they are six and two. Number four, I've got the Minnesota Vikings. Adding TJ Hawkinson to that extremely potent offense. The defense is playing exceptionally well, too, above expectations. Oh, yeah. I still think that's where they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But, hey, Vikings are rolling. Kirk Cousins is rushing for touchdowns that are like 25 yards out. <laughs> so who knows what they – and he looked, dude, he was fast. I didn't know he was that fast. Kirk Cousins got some wheels. He's got some wheels. Yeah, he does. Uh, number three is pretty obvious. Kansas City Chiefs coming off a bye. They're the third best team in the league. Um, just so because good. the Eagles are undefeated and the Bills are pretty good. Yeah. Um, so KC's still rolling, looking to keep – who do they play this week? The Titans. So that we'll, we'll see what happens there. Sunday night game should be good. Yep. Uh, Eagles, number two, undefeated. I'm a little worried about their offense. I'm worried that they either they get off to a hot start and slow down uh-huh. or they don't look good to start and then they have to pick it up in the second half. So yeah. uh, it, it all, how, how does Hertz keep playing? If he keeps playing well, they'll win. Oh yeah. We talked about it. They could win 13 games with their schedule. I don't know how it's, <laughs> they could. It's, it's sick. Um, and then number one, Buffalo Bills, they're, they're damn good. Offense is good. Defense is good. And now they get Naheem Hines. I mean, just another – the rich get richer. I mean, you put him on that offense with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and, you know, Gabriel Davis and all them. It's just – he's going to be a dangerous person. Like like you said, though, especially on third down, if Allen needs somebody to throw the ball to on third down, there's Hines you have in the backfield. Absolutely. So there you go. There's Eric's power rankings, and as he said, he thinks the Texans are worse than Lions, so there you go. Lions aren't the worst team. In the they league. are also top 10 worst teams. Number 10 is Packers, Rams, and Bucks. <laughs> Your poor Rams. Dude, I was so mad after that game. You could ask my roommate. Once the Niners, uh, they, they, they made it like, I think it was 30, once they scored 20, or I think it was 24 to 14. I was like, I'm done. I'm taking a shower. Yeah. All right, let's move it on to Stats of the Week. Uh, who wants to go first? Me, you? <gasps> you go first. All right. How about this? The longest active streak of consecutive games with a passing touchdown, Eric. Who leads it? Well, it's not Herbert anymore. Um, get AFC or NFC? NFC. NFC, okay. Uh, what division? NFC. Would that give it away? Yeah, I would give it away. That would that give it away? It would. Is it Kirk Cousins? Yes. How many? Christ. 37 games. Wow. Decade games. He's had a passing. Touchdown. Kirk Cousins MVP? I mean, he's not getting it done in primetime, Eric, but he's a guarantee to get you a touchdown pass I would every say week. MVP is Josh Allen's to lose, by the but way. But how about that, though? 37 consecutive games. It's pretty good. That's insane. Right? I was When I was going through, I was like, no, it can't be Kirk Cousins. And I was thinking about other NFC quarterbacks. I'm like, 
It has to be Kirk Cousins. And it is. We've been <laughs> giving him high praise, you know, so far. He's it, playing it well, man. He is playing well. And in now the he's final gonna, year of his contract. And now he's going to look even better with Hawkinson, I think. Man. Oh, boy. How about this? Trevor Lawrence has a 5-20 and 20 record through his 25 career starts. That's the worst record among quarterbacks drafted number uh, one look, overall. Okay. I blame that on Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban Wiener. Urban Meyer Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. He had a really bad head coach his first year. Yeah. Um, next sack I got here. How about this? Jets cornerback Sauce Gardner. What a name. Dude, I love Sauce Gardner. He's so good. He hasn't this listen to this stat. He hasn't allowed more than three receptions or 20 yards receiving in five straight games. That's pretty good. And he has allowed the lowest completion percentage so far this year in the NFL with a 32% completion percentage. Oof. It's pretty good. And he's a rookie. So it looks like the Jets knew what they were doing by drafting that guy. Uh, and then here's another stat. It's, uh, as much as it pains me to read this, but Travis Kelsey has 31 career games with 100 receiving yards. He's tied with Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez for the second most by a tight end in NFL history. And he's only one shy of tying Rob Gronkowski for the NFL record with 32. Wow. Goes to show you how good Travis Kelsey is. And my last one here. Uh, Jackson will play against the Saints for the first time this Sunday. Can you believe that? Lamar Jackson's first time he's ever played the New Orleans Saints tomorrow. How is that possible? I don't know, but it is. But look at this. Lamar is 25-2 and two in his first starts against teams in his career. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, guys only lost twice. So, spoiler alert, you might want to pick the Ravens and win. <laughs> yeah, you could. And, yeah, that's all the stats I got for this week. All right, Derek. NFL stat for you. Which quarterback has the most dropped passes by his wide receivers? Give me the top five. This year? This year. Stafford? Nope. Russell Wilson. He is third with 14 drops by wide receivers. Yeah, I knew he had to be in there. Jared Goff? Jared Goff the second with 16 <laughs> dropped passes. Yay! Yay, <laughs> Lions receivers! Yay, bro. Um... Kyler Murray? Nope. He just can't throw the ball. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Mahomes? Nope. No. How about Kenny Pickett? No. He can't throw the ball either. All right. Number five. I give up. Yeah. Number five. They're, they're, they're technically both number four. Hurts and Wentz both have 13 passes dropped. Wow. Number one, I think this has to go to show you with his record. Trevor Lawrence has 18 on-target passes dropped by his receivers. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I can vouch for it. I saw a couple of them in, in London watching that game. I'm like, man, they got they got to help out the young kid. Ouch, 18. 18. All right, Derek. Top 10 quarterbacks with the least amount of time to throw on dropbacks. Matt Ryan. 
<laughs> he's got to be no, on he's that not list. On the, he's not on the list right here. He should be. <laughs> Number 10 is Justin Fields with 3.4 seconds on average to throw the ball. Yeah, just like that video I sent you. Yeah. Yep. Number two, Lamar Jackson at 3.17. Zach Wilson is right there with 3.16. Then Daniel Jones at 3.14. 3.13, excuse me. Mariota with three seconds. Jacoby wow. Brissett with 2.8. Wow. Jalen Hurts with 2.8. Four, but that's because he's throwing the ball. Uh, Number eight, Russell Wilson at 2.78. Yay! Number nine, Justin Herbert with 2.77 seconds. That's why he has broken ribs. Give me the number one quarterback with the least amount of time to throw. Tom Brady. Kenny Pickett. Oh, oh yeah, his line is bad. His line is atrocious. Mm. All right, Derek. Tennessee in college football is ranked number one. Yeah. The last time Tennessee was ranked number one, gas prices were an average of $1.15 per gallon in the United States. Wish that was true still. Last time Tennessee was ranked number one, the first iPhone was still nine years away from being released. (laughs) Holy crap. Last time Tennessee was ranked number one, Bill Clinton was still the president. Wow. Last time Tennessee was ranked number one, the go- the search engine Google had just been established. <laughs> the last time Tennessee was ranked number one, the International Space Station was assembled. Assembled? Assembled. Wow. Also, the Bulls won their sixth title in eight years with Michael Jordan. Yep. Well, MJ, man, just getting it done. Also, the Yankees finished with 125 wins and won the World Series that year. So I think about the Yankees. Also, Pixar's second film, A Bug's Life, was released. (laughs) Actually... That movie was all right. It wasn't too bad. I love A Bug's Life. It was great. Yeah, it's not too bad. Fun fact, the Bengals have lost 13 straight road primetime games. Wow. That's not good. So if they're on the road again on a Monday night or a Thursday night or Sunday night, don't pick them. Don't pick them. Um, So there is one receiver in the NFL, Derek, who has more receiving yards than these teams' receivers. Falcons, Giants, Texans, Ravens, Bears, and Titans. One guy has more receiving yards than those teams? Than those teams' receivers combined. Who is he? Stephon Diggs. Tyreek Hill. I could see that. Mm. And that's all I got. All right, then. Uh, Now we get to move on to fun story time. But first, but first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. And we are back. All right, let's start with our first story here. Uh, Old Miss took on LSU women's uh, soccer this last weekend, and it, all hell broke loose, Eric. So apparently a wrong foul was called, and LSU woman, Maya uh, Gordon, Oh, no, no, excuse me. Ramsey Davis was walking away from Maya Gordon of LSU. And Maya Gordon didn't like that. Apparently, she chirped something at her. So she proceeded to grab her by the ponytail and slam her head first into the grass. Jesus. <laughs> and then after that, 
fists started flying. And so this took place at the SEC. It was the first round of the SEC tournament. So three players were ejected, but it's just as soon as the hair got pulled, it just turned into a big, a big battle royale, pretty much. Coaches were able to restore, you know, get everybody in order. Uh, Tigers ended up losing three to nothing to Ole Miss. But they're saying all three players that were involved will apparently receive one game suspensions, maybe possibly even more. Good. Yeah, but the video, if you haven't seen it, Eric, it's pretty bad. Like, you literally see her walk away. She gets yanked down by her hair, and you're just like, oh, my God. So, I know tempers flare, but calm down. What, what are you doing pulling the chick's hair, slamming her and fighting her? What are you doing? <laughs> then not like it even matters. You lost the game three to nothing. Some people just let their emotions get the best of them, dude. Seriously. All right, on to our next one. Man, you were talking about this. This was ugly. Last week's Michigan-Michigan State game, four Spartans players were suspended over a post-game brawl. <sighs> so Malcolm Jones, Jacoby Winman, J- Justin White, and Brandon Wright have all been – Banned indefinitely, the program said on Tuesday. So a Michigan player was attacked in the tunnel after the game. Like, so he was he was jumped by those four players. Literally, he was jumped by those four players. And uh Jim Harbaugh was just absolutely sickening and disgusted. And he said criminal charges need to be brought on. And actually, uh Simon Green, the guy who was attacked. Actually, he did get a lawyer, and he and he said he suffered a concussion and other injuries as a result of being jumped. Yeah, so because well, he was getting bashed in the head by a helmet. Yeah, so yeah, criminal charges I think are coming for those. And uh, yeah, Mel Tucker announced uh, Midnight Mel. There he is, old Midnight Mel. <laughs> Can't forget what he did to the Buffs. Said all four of his players were involved, and he just said they've been suspended indefinitely, and he's like, more punishment will be handed down to the four of them. Good. But it was – I didn't really know much about it until I actually saw the video, and it's its pretty disgusting. Like, granted, yeah, the rivalry – there is big-time rivalry, clearly, between the two schools. But Michigan State, you suck this year. Let's just face it. But just because you suck and you lost the game doesn't mean you need to beat the crap and jump a guy. And, like, and think about it. Isn't this Harbaugh's first big win over Michigan State? Yes. And Michigan State is not good this year? Yep. Like, if anything, Michigan's players have a right to be like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, it's about time you beat them, to be totally honest. Yeah. But uh, there's no excuse, man. There's no, no excuse. No excuse, and yeah, we'll see if more news comes out about the players getting anything more than the suspended indefinitely or anything like that. Oh boy! And our last story here it is: football fiasco. It's being called. IMG scores ninety-six points in the first half, and the game is called at halftime. Uh huh. IMG Academy out of Brendanton, Florida, scored 96 points at the end of the first half. Its opponent, West Toronto Prep, clearly was not ready for the game. And you said you had some. Go ahead. 
So I, in all, IMG scored five touchdowns, four defensive, three safeties, and so they go. IMG scored fifty-seven points at the end of the first quarter. Yep, and only thirty-nine points at the end of the second. So I guess things were looking up and getting better for Toronto Prep. Not oh yeah, but uh, this is just—it's just bad. So <laughs> for, for what? For just a little background. IMG Academy is a funnel for college prospects. Yes. It is a very highly touted college or high school football team. West Toronto Prep is Bishop Bishop Sycamore High School Part 2, where it's people (laughs) who can't make it into high school get into this West Toronto Prep school just to play football. Uh, If you Google Earth their address it's a middle school <laughs> you serious uh-huh they've played five games this season they're zero and five and they're three of their games got canceled because the other team was like no we're not playing you you're not a real school wow derek going into that game how many points was west toronto prepped outscored in five games Outscored in five games. Like what was outscored? Yeah. What was their what was the total? I'd say maybe like oh let's say 210. 195 to six. They finished their season being outscored 291 to six. <laughs> this is hysterical. That now, is bad. I hope they're not doing as illegal things as Bishop Sycamore High School. Seriously. Um, but oh. this nonsense has got to stop. That's if you're a high school like this, like IGM Academy, don't schedule these teams. Don't Seriously. do it. You just you embarrassed them. No, I mean, this they is... called the game at halftime. That's not even a pick-me-up game. Like, Alabama's just laughing, like saying... <laughs> Man, we got nothing on you guys when we kick the crap out of, like, Troy or some crappy college. Yeah. Derek, one of the touchdowns was the the center for Toronto yeah. snaps the ball, and it doesn't leave the ground. It skips along the ground or it, to, to get to the punter. Yep. Oh, I, it, yeah, I, it's I saw It's kind it. of a joke, but it's also a funny joke. 291 to 6. Yes. So that's what two field goals or a touchdown or a miss extra point, pretty much. Just wow. That's all the stories we got right there. Woo. Moving on, uh, let's go through this. Uh, the Colorado teams update. You want me to do it or you want to do it? Uh, I can do it. See you. The Buffaloes. They still suck. But they managed to put up a fight, but they still lost to Arizona State 42 to 34. So I, I'm impressed they scored more than 10 points. Positive? Yes, they scored more. Broncos are probably like, hey, look at that. <laughs> Negative, on the other hand, is that they play Oregon today. <laughs> they play Oregon at Folsom Field, and uh, Oregon is seven and one, ranked eighth in the nation, and the Buffs are one and seven. And now you said the uh, 30 and a half. 
Yeah, it, it, the, the line started at 31 and a half. Before we started recording, it went to 31. Now it's 30 and a half, so the Buffs are getting a point and a half there. Yeah, but their remaining schedule, this is their remaining schedule. Oregon lost today. Next Friday, they play at USC. Lost. Never never have beaten USC, by the way, in, in program history. Saturday the 19th, they're at Washington. Oh. Excuse Sat- me, lost. Saturday the 26th, they host number 14, Utah. <gasps> Loss. Yeah. So I'm glad you got your win against Cal because it's probably going to be your only win. Man, is CU the worst program in college football? They might be. They very much might be. Speaking of uh, crappy teams in Colorado, how about the other crappy team up in Fort Collins? CSU coming off a bye. They didn't lose, but they're going to this week. They are they are heading to San Jose State where they are 24 and a half point underdogs. Uh 24. Oh, 24. Ooh. Half a point, baby. <laughs> so CSU, uh, they have what two wins? I'm, I'm, they're they're two, two and six. Two and six. So uh it looks looking like CSU is probably gonna have more wins than CU this year. Yeah, and at least CSU has some hope and faith because of their coach. Yes, but the Buffs, they're looking for a coach. They're looking for a quarterback. They're looking for anything. They're looking to just beat USC finally, well, but that ain't happening Speaking this of year. which, their top recruit, um, there was a four-star wide receiver. He he committed to CU because of Carl Durrell. Since he got fired, he's in the transfer he's, portal. He's gone, yeah. So big bummer there. Uh, the only other good Colorado team here, Air Force, currently is facing off against Army after coming off a loss. Yes, and as we speak, it's winding seconds of the third that actually just ended. Uh, Air Force has a 10-7 lead going into the fourth, and they're in the red zone. Defense and a lot of ru- a lot of rushing going on in that game, I'm sure. Roberts has 22 carries for 108 yards. Damn. God, he's good. And how about the only team that – in my opinion, that really matters. That is good in this state. Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, they're struggling uh, again, but pucks will the puck will be uh, dropping here actually in just a couple minutes as they're back in Finland today, <laughs> playing against the Columbus Blue Jackets. They played them yesterday in Finland and beat them six to three. Where Miko yes. Rantanen, Miko, Miko, Miko had a hat trick. How about mm-hmm. that? And then who was it? Uh, McKinnon had four assists. McKinnon had four assists. McCarr oh, had his first goal. First of the goal season. Of season, finally. But um, yeah, as you said though, Eric, they the second period. Oof. Yeah, the the Avs start the second period with a goal to go up three nothing. Yeah, and then Columbus storms back three yes. unanswered, and then the Avs scored three unanswered again. Mm-hmm. So, um. Patrick Laine, also a native of Finland, he, I was going to say balled out. He pucked out. <laughs> he pucked out. Uh, he, he, he had a damn good game as well. Uh, I think he had a goal and two assists or two goals and an assist. I forget what it was. I think it was a goal and two assists. Goal and two assists, yes. Um, so it, it was a cool spectacle, and I'm excited to watch. Also, we mentioned this before we went live. I love afternoon yes. hockey. It's at noon. Puck drops at noon. Game's over at three. 
Hello. Let's go. I mean, this is absolutely awesome. Yeah. Take a little power nap after the game. But uh, what do you you think real quick about their outlook today? Um, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they split these two games because, you know, Columbus is they're They're fighting for points as well. They need just as many points as the abs do. You think we should be worried about the abs or they're just it's early and they still have it's early. Nachushkin's in and out of the lineup. Landis Cog's not coming back till January. The thing I'm a little concerned about is that the defense just seems to take naps throughout games. They do. Um, And Makar hasn't played up to his his standard. He's I think he's he's taking a little bit of time. He had to warm up. And I think their schedules has a lot to do with it, where they're off for a week, play back-to-back games, off for a week, play well, a game, off for three days, play back-to-back games. It's it's really fun. Well, look at their schedule now. They play in Finland today, and then they don't play again until the Friday. Yeah, and, like, that's fine because they got to get used to the time change or whatever. But Yes. Um, I expect them to – it'll be like last year. Excuse they me. Don't, they, don't play, they don't play again until next Thursday the 10th. Yeah, I expect it's going to be like last year where they're slow, kind of October, November, and then December and January hit, and it's let's go. Yeah, they just start picking it up and looking like the the team that – I will say I'm very impressed with Georgiev. Georgiev, yes. He's looked looked like the real deal, and I can see why uh, Sackick trade for him and gave him a multi-year deal. So, I mean, hey, guys knows what he's doing putting it together. Do you see the NHL and Adidas release the reverse retro 2.0s? Yes. Saw the Avs ones. Avs is, are... is based off the Colorado flag. Oh, yeah. It's not as good as the one that I have. The um, Yes. The Nordiques Avs color one, which whew, is so clean. But this but one's cool. It is really cool. Old school style Avs jersey with did, Colorado did, colors. Did they say when they were going to wear it or no? I don't know. I was actually, I can look that up while we're continuing on here, but yeah, because I was curious as to when they were going to wear those. Really I'll, I'll look it up. Well, let's, let's move on. But abs are they're inconsistent, but I expect them to be fine towards the middle of part of the year. Yep. Uh, under the Nuggets, man, they're rolling. They're five and three, start off the season. Uh, Jokic just, Jokic just Jokic playing damn good. Jamal Murray finally is, is just had a hell of a game. Uh, but how about that? Jokic makes history as a passing Wilt Chamberlain all time for centers for triple doubles. I mean, I, I don't know what more you could say about this guy. He's just Eric. He's young. He's still so young, and he's already beaten the triple doubles record. I mean, by the time his career is over, I mean, oh boy, yeah. he could he could really set a mark that maybe a center may never touch again. But yeah, the Nuggets they they did win on uh, Thursday. Dominated the uh, Thunder one twenty two to ten uh, one ten. Uh, Aaron Gordon had himself a hell of a game. He had twenty seven points. But so far, this team they're, they're looking good. Yeah, they're and, healthy. And they're staying healthy is the key. They need to stay. Well, healthy. and what I loved about the last game they played is they were down in the fourth, and Jamal Murray said, "Get out my way." And you saw the Jamal Murray of old. The bubble, the bubble Murray, Bu- yeah. bubble Murray, bubble, bubble, yeah. bubble, 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 bubble Murray. <laughs> and then, as you said, Jokic passed the tri- triple doublers record in this game. He had 15 points, 14 assists, 13 rebounds. Just 
guy's insane, man. Yeah. God is God is he good? Uh, upcoming schedule. They play tonight at Ball Arena. They host the Spurs. Uh, then they go Monday and they play the Spurs. Next Wednesday they host the pay or they're at the Pacers, and then next Friday they are at the Boston Celtics. So we'll see what it looks like. Their schedule coming up, it, it looks a little rough with the Spurs and the Celtics. But I mean, other than that, Mavericks. But they play the crappy pit. pit what's with the Pistons? Are they just bad? They don't have any talent. They're two and eight. They're currently the worst team in the league. Better than the Lakers. I mean, no, they're not the worst team. Or yeah, Lakers are two and six. Actually, oh, I lied. The Houston Rockets are the worst team, Eric. They have one win. Yeah, they're bad. They're really bad. Man, the Rockets get screwed over when what's this loser left? Oh, real quick, by the way, Kyrie Irving. Oh, he's yeah, we don't need to talk. He's an idiot. I, I just, I just want to say the, the anti-Semitic comments that are coming out nowadays are really, just really grinding my gears. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's sickening. One last thing I'll say before this: if the, if this team can stay healthy, uh, the Nuggets, and look for them to maybe, possibly, depending on the season's going, if they may want to get another player to have for depth-wise. But man, if this team stays healthy, they could be pretty damn good this year. Yeah, and when Bones Highland comes back, that second unit's going to be great. Oh, yeah. And on to the last team. How about this? The Broncos go to a different country, and they win. <laughs> yeah, in the second half, like we, yeah. we, we talked about it off the jump, but second half, they actually looked good in the second half offensively. They were moving the ball and scoring points. Yeah, they did. I mean, they and the defense just they got after Trevor Lawrence. but. For me, that rush defense is there is definitely in the offseason is going to have to have a thing concerned because their rush defense is not very good at all. But no, man. They, they've, they've got to secure, they got to get somebody else up there. Um, but they, I, I think they're really liking Draymond Jones. He had a good game. Um, but all, they, they, it's their linebackers, man. Hmm. Josie Jewell is in and out of the lineup. And what's his face? Who, who, who the hell? Singleton. Single, God, he's slow. I mean, but he, but Eric, he is everywhere running all over the field, though. So it doesn't matter if you're slow. But if you look at it, though, you have Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Barrett, Barrett Browning. Man, guy is good. Yeah. Him and Nick Benito both, but two both very young linebackers, not to mention that secondary. Pat Sertan, hey, he's, he's pretty good, too. Yeah. I will say I got to sneeze. Continue. You say something. Just, oh, but no, it's, it was just really encouraging for me to see the offense actually step up in the second half. And hey, if they can come out of the bye with this kind of momentum, because they're definitely going to need it with their schedule going forward, because it's not going to get any easier. No, and like I think the Titans game is kind of winnable. Yes. I mean, it depends on what happens. But with their rush defense, Jerry <laughs> <laughs> um, Henry can carve them up. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, I think. I think with the offense kind of finally catching a gear is like they were, they were kind of stuck in, in first gear the whole season. I feel like they finally were able to get into second gear and that's just, it's just going to keep rolling. And I think they will be more competitive offensively. I really do. And uh, Russell Wilson keeps on the ball to Dolchich because man, that, that well, guy is going to be a damn good tight. Also end. Jerry Judy had a damn good game again. He did. 
I mean, he didn't have 100 yards, but he was making plays, and that's all you can ask for. All right, on to our last segment. uh, I I, I added something real quick to the rundown, but I want to talk about Tennessee, Georgia for college football. Oh, yeah, the big, 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 big game happening today. Number one versus number two. How about that? Yes. Tennessee gets ranked number one, and they play Georgia. Mm. Ooh, Mm. this is going to be a good game. I'm going to have my TV tuned to both of these games. Both of them. 130, um, yep, 130 this afternoon on CBS. Yeah, number hey, one Tennessee. Real fast, I have the Avs game up on my phone. Georgiev starting back-to-back days. Really? Mm-hmm. I figured it'd be Frankie. I thought it would too, but I guess because they have so much time in between, it's like, is Georgiev good? Let's go. Um, but, okay, back to Tennessee, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia's nine-point favorites at home. Oof. Georgia hasn't played very well the past few weeks. They haven't. And by the way, Hendon Hooker, he is Heisman candidate number one right now, man. Yes. Um, but uh, Georgia, I'm pulling up their schedule real fast. If it loads. Now, the reason they haven't looked good is because they played Florida. And Florida had their number a little bit, but then they kind of rolled away with it. Yep. And then Missouri, that was two weeks or three or four weeks ago, 26 to 22. How do you not blow that team out? Yeah, they they that was upset alert for them that week. They almost but then lost. they played Auburn and Vanderbilt and just destroyed destroyed them. Also, how does Georgia get four home games in a row? Home against Auburn, home against Vanderbilt, home against Florida, home against Tennessee. I don't know, it's crap. But now Tennessee, on the other hand, they've been dominant all season. Averaging 49 points a game leads uh, college football. Their closest game was against Florida, uh, where they won 38-33. I think Florida's a good team, and then they did go to overtime against Pittsburgh. But listen to the, listen to their wins. First week, 59-10 against Ball State. <laughs> 34-27 over Pittsburgh in overtime. 63-6 against Akron. Wow. 38 to 33 against Florida, 40 to 13 against LSU, who's actually having a good season. Mm-hmm. 52 49 over Alabama. Man, was that a fun game to watch! What a game! What a game that was. Okay, so then they played a team called UT Martin, who I've never heard of. 65 to 24, demolished them. And then they beat Kentucky, who's really good, 44 66 or 44 6. Yeah. So, um look, I, I'm I, I'm picking Tennessee. I think they can do it. I think they could take down Georgia. And Georgia's ranked number three, by the way. I think I, Alabama's I, still number two for some reason. No, Alabama's ranked number six. Oh, uh, Ohio State. Duh. Uh, speaking of them, uh, how about one and seven Northwestern tied with Ohio State, seven to seven in the third quarter? CJ Stroud is having a horrible horrible dude, game dude they looked bad against penn state until penn state decided not to play in the fourth if, if this happened I'm, I'm not gonna say if it, it could it, i mean but if northwestern beats them today oh my gosh ohio state people their heads are going to explode also real quick how is michigan ranked below clemson clemson's looked bad this year offensively seriously and clemson has a big game coming up this week too don't they 
Clemson's uh, playing Notre Dame today. Um, yeah. At Rutgers, Texas, Kansas State. And look at this one. Alabama, number six, Alabama is at number 10, LSU. Mm, that's a good one, too. That's going to be a good one. That's not a, that's not a walk in the park for Alabama going to Death Valley. CJ Stroud, six of 16 for 46 yards so far. He's struggling. Eek. He's struggling. So I said. And then, meanwhile, Northwestern's quarterback, Sullivan, five of six for 31 yards. Yeah, so keep an eye on that game. It could it could possibly be an upset, but. Dude, if Northwestern wins, their two wins would be against Nebraska and Ohio State. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, now we can move on to the last segment. Let's let's finish this thing off here, D-Money. Minute, nit, 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 week nine picks. Uh, as we said, teams on a bye this week. We got the Browns, Broncos, Cowboys, Giants, Steelers, and Niners. So six teams on a bye this mm-hmm. week. Um, let's start off with our first game Sunday morning. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, the Bills at the New York Jets. Yeah, Jordan Poyer is out. Mm-hmm. That's not good for the Bills. Um. Jets are 11.5-point underdogs at home, and I think they're 11.5-point underdogs at home for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's pretty obvious, I think, who you're taking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Bills. I, I don't see a way the Jets can win this game. And look, they could prove me wrong. but It might be a close game because it's a division one, but if the bills get out to a big lead, look for them to just keep their foot on the gas, but yeah, give me Buffalo. I, they're just, they're a hell of a, like you said, they're the number one team for in the league for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're, they're pretty good. Um, next afternoon, uh, morning game. We have the Panthers at the Bengals. Is this a trap game for the Bengals? Uh, no, because Chuba Hubbard is out for the Panthers. Ooh, bummer. Now, Chibude Ouzier and Mike Hilton for the Bengals are both out. Both are out. Saw that. Jamar Chase is still out. Um, Lael Collins is out because of illness, but he's he's questionable. Um, the, I mean, the Panthers played well against the the Falcons. PJ Walker starting again. I expect the Bengals to. Uh, to run away with this one. I I bounce back and just dominate. I think so, too. Yeah, I I think they bounce back and they get a much-needed win and they're like, pick me up in this game. All right, on to our next one. Uh, The Packers at the Lions. Uh, Here we go, Derek. Lions have lost five straight. Packers have lost four straight, so something's got to (laughs) give. Unless they tie. (laughs) Now would be hysterical. So both teams come in with losing streaks. Um, start with you, Eric. Who you got? Nice. One offense that's really good, and then one offense is really crappy. But then also on the other hand, you have one defense that's just trash, a dumpster fire, <laughs> and then another defense that's actually pretty decent. That hasn't played up to their level right now. Yes. I think this is going to be – it's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in in favor of the Packers. 
mm-hmm. for a good reason. I think this will be close because it's in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But I think the Packers get a much needed win. You know what? The Lions would it, are on the. Would it I surprise mean, me if the Lions win? Absolutely not. And that's why I'm picking them. Give me the Lions. <laughs> He's not learned his lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I have. I didn't pick them last week, but I don't know. Oh, good. So I you just, pick them this week. That's your lesson? Well, because they're playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins are actually have an offense. But I just think with Alan uh, Lazard questionable and just the injuries on this team just, yeah. I don't know. I think the Lions just might just do enough. And their defense, I don't know, will hold the Packers to 30 points and the Lions will get 33. I don't know how, but okay. I'll let you live your dream. <laughs> yeah, hey, we got to have a game we disagree on. It's <laughs> all oh, good. All right, next up, speaking, as we said, young quarterbacks, how good he is coaching against them. Uh, the Colts are at the Patriots. Yeah, no Jonathan Taylor, as I said before, and that right there is enough for me to take the Patriots. And their five-and-a-half-point favorites take the over. Yeah, I have to agree with you now after what happened last week. Give me the Patriots. Sam Elliger goes in there. Uh, defense for New England's probably licking their chops, saying, oh, here you go. We got another young buck this week. Let's, Belichick's going to game plan around him, and I think probably make him struggle a little bit. Not only that, he didn't look good last week. So no, he did not. Sam Ellinger, like he's he's got he's a rookie base or no, he's a basically a rookie. Yeah. He was a rookie last year, but yeah, I uh, I don't see a way the Colts even keep this one close. Uh, next on up, the Chargers at the Falcons. Is this also a trap game? For who? The Falcons? The Chargers. I mean, the, they're three-point favorites on the road. Mm. Falcons tend to t- play teams tough. Ah, man. I don't know. You, no, Keenan, you... no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams in this game. Oh. So, yeah, I saw that a couple days ago. So, both Herbert's both. top top – yeah, both his top targets are out. Now, here's the thing that would concern me if you're the Falcons. A.J. Terrell. Out. Elijah Wilkinson. Out. I'm going to pick the Chargers very hesitantly. I believe Herbert and this offense will kind of take over. And Austin Eckler is going to have a big game. Oh, yeah. But uh, give me the Chargers. But I'm nervous about that pick. Yeah, I think the Chargers too. But if the Falcons seem to pull it out, I am not. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. So we will keep our eyes out and see what happens in that one. Um, Coming up or next, the Raiders are at the Jaguars. Talk about two other teams stinking it up with losing streaks. Like, who you got in this one? I want to pick the Raiders because I think they're the better team right now. Oof. But I just looked at the injury report. It's, it's not good. Darren Waller is out. Yep. Devon Diablo. Devon Diablo is out. And I don't know who, I don't know if he's very good. I just love his name. But this crappy defense, they, oh, they're not going to be able, I don't think they'll be able to stop Travis Etienne. That's why I'm picking. I don't think. Give me the Jags. You picking the Jags? Give me the Jags. See, 
I'm going to pick the Raiders because of the Jags' defense. I don't think they're very green. Devontae Adams, Travis Etienne, I hope they both have big games. That's all I care about. They both on your fantasy team? Both, uh, yep. (laughs) All right, so you're going with the Raiders, huh? I'm going with the Raiders. Hey, as scored right off the bat. There you go. It's Lickinen, the other Finn. The other Finn. (laughs) Moving on. Next game up, we have the Dolphins at the Bears. Chase Claypool. Justin Fields gets his number his number one receiver in his first game. Yeah, and it's not gonna matter. Dolphins are gonna run away with this game. Yep, that's what I figured too. Give me the Dolphins. I, I just think the Dolphins, even their defense, mm-hmm. is is so much better. Um, and like the Bears, they have their they have their shine shining moments, but the yep. Dolphins are playing too well. Yes, they are. Last morning game here. How about the Vikings at the Commanders? This could be upset of the week. It could be. TJ uh, Hawkinson gets his first gets his first game with the Vikings. Yeah, but I don't know how much he's gonna play. Mm-hmm. Um, the Commanders still don't have Jahan Dotson. He's out. But I think the Commanders could. Excuse me, make this an upset and run the ball all over. But I'm going to pick the Vikings just because I need the commanders to prove it to me. Yeah. Hey, uh, give me Minnesota. I think this game will be close, maybe like a field goal or a touchdown game. but And because I... it's in Washington. Yes. So, I w- like you said, if the commanders pull it out, I would not be surprised. I really wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't either. All right, on to the afternoon game, which there's only One two of two. Of them. Which is dumb. You have the uh, Seahawks at the Cardinals, Eric. Two of your uh, division foes. Yes, yes. Uh, could they both die in a fire? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> uh, which offense will suck more in this game, the Cardinals or Seahawks? My answer will be Arizona. That's why I'm taking <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Give me the Seahawks. Um. I don't trust Arizona's defense, Eric. They are so bad. I don't either. But there's something telling me that the Cardinals are going to win this game. Mainly because it's a divisional game at home, and the Cardinals have to win this football game. And I think it also comes down to me not trusting the Seahawks' offense fully yet either. Yeah, I don't either, but it's just, I don't know. The Cardinals are only two-point favorites at home, and that's for a good reason as well. I expect this to be a high-scoring shootout. But I'm going to take the Cardinals at home to get it done. All right. On to our next next game, which will not be a high-scoring shootout. Your Rams, 3-5, and at the 3-5 and Tampa Bay. Rams are 3-4, by the way. Or 3-4, and at the 3-5 and Buccaneers. All right. So I said, you know, I, Dafford I never... versus old man Brady. So the Rams are getting healthy, especially on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Bucks are going to be without Cameron Bray, yep. Russell Gage, yep. and, and Antoine Winfield. Oof. Sean Murphy bunting is questionable. 
and DN to Keem Hicks is questionable. A lot of injuries for the Bucks. A lot of injuries. Cam Akers is going to start. How about that? For the Rams. They they mended the bridges. I'm mm-hmm. scared. You picked first. Oh, I'm scared. Rams are three-point underdogs at home. Uh, Eric, I hate to say it. I just – the Bucks. Your Rams just – I expect this to be like a 13-10 to 10 game. <laughs> uh, but I think the Rams might pull it off, and I think the X factor could be Cooper Cup if he's healthy. If I think he, the he, X he, factor is Stafford. I mean, Stafford, and, and, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, literally, flip a coin, lands on heads, you pick the Rams, tails, you pick the Bucks. That's how I feel about this game. I'm going to say this. Both the teams are desperate. Very desperate. This game is more of a must-win for the Rams than it is the Bucks because of their divisions. Mm-hmm. The Bucks could lose this game, and mm-hmm. they're still a game out of first place. That's sick. Which is dumb. It's so dumb. So I'm going to pick the Rams because I'm biased. <laughs> and because Shocker. The first the <laughs> and because under Sean McVay, when Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, the Rams have not lost to. Mm. And I think this game comes down to who gets their running game going first. I think it's going to be the Rams. Well, you hope because the Rams are 31st in rushing and Tampa Bay's 32nd. So. Woo! Yeah, a lot of rushing going to maybe happen in this game. All right, on to our Sunday night game. The Tennessee Titans are at the Kansas City Chiefs. This one's tough, man. Yeah, uh, I don't – I just – get the Chiefs. I mean, if Ryan Tannehill plays in this game, I just I, – I, I don't trust him on the road. I really don't. But Derrick Henry, though, hey, you feed him the ball a lot. He can give the Chiefs – Defense trouble, I think. He could. I think that could happen if Tannehill plays. I think this is a close game. If he doesn't, this is a blowout. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, they're just the better team right now, and they're playing so well. Very well. Ugh, sickening. And our Monday night game, I gave a stat about him. Uh, the Ravens at the Saints. Lamar Jackson's first ever game against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, Um this comes down to which offense do you trust more? I do not trust the Saints offense at no. all. Just throw the ball to Olave for me, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. As you said, the Ravens trust. I, I trust their offense more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, give me, give me Baltimore. Uh, greed. Hey, the Avs are on a power play. There you go. Real quick before we wrap up. Hmm. How much of that game did you watch for the Fs? Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, no, like probably 10 minutes into the first period. I the saw refs need the to rest. calm the hell down. Yeah, that too. 12 penalties? Yeah, they're getting a little. Uh, and I, I watched the whole game. A lot of them were ticky-tack nonsense. Like, oh, come it, on. Like, it's a penalty, but like only if you read the rule book to a T. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but uh, yeah, Avs are one nothing as we speak, and they're going to win sixteen nothing. Keep an eye on that, and we'll also keep an eye on the Ohio State Northwestern game. Yes, well. I'm going to have split screen in my living room. Avs on one TV, football on the other. 
Ohio State currently up 14 to 7 coming towards the end of the third. That doesn't surprise me. So, All right. Anything else? I got nothing. So that will do it for this week's edition of Derek and Eric. We will catch you next week. Catch you on the flippity flip. Beep.